Welcome to the Merge Boot Podcast. It seems today that all you see is Survivor on Paramount Plus and not on TV. So there's a good old-fashioned podcast that has to talk about a movie. I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. And we have one thing in common. We want to talk about without a paddle. That's right. We are a Survivor podcast that today is talking about the movie Without a Paddle, directed by Stephen Brill. Um, it's it's a part of our Brillogy. The Brillogy, yeah. This is the, the, the third part of our Brillogy in the past. We've talked about Hubie Halloween and Drillbit Taylor, our Drillogy. Um, uh yeah and uh so we've gotten to without a paddle because matthew lillard has also come up on the podcast a bit and uh so we've decided to combine the the brill and the lil um now i guess we have to make a lilogy um do yeah anyway um (laughs) uh what the hell um cody how are you doing Pretty good, yeah. You were talking about Paramount Plus. That's a yeah. big uh, Survivor news. Yeah, yeah. I guess we can talk about that off off front. A, a being uh, when I watched Without a Paddle this morning, that big Paramount Plus logo came across. But also when I looked at my phone this morning, the CBS All Access little icon changed from being a CBS to being a Paramount. It's actually kind of pretty. Um, it was, but what's that? You oh say? really? Is that where you watched Without a Paddle? No, no, Without a Paddle's on Prime. Uh Paramount Plus, at least in Canada, is still just TV shows. And there's not much there. I mean, I can't see anybody. I mean, there's Blue Bloods and Survivor and Twilight Zone. Um not yeah, much NCIS. Right. I watched the Unicorn on there. Oh yeah, I remember that. They 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 had like survivor jokes and stuff in it. Yeah. Oh, King of Queens, though, and the uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. You know, this Paramount Plus has something. Is there Everybody Loves Raymond on there? I don't think so. Really? Is it? I don't know. Check it out. The Millers is on here for all you Cochran fans. Oh, yeah, the Cochran. Uh, all you all you fans of the, uh, the um, Blood vs. Water uh, reunion show when Cochran did a little thing with uh, Will Arnett, and it was hilarious. And the Blood versus Water reunion show has a real cult following. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Big fans of that one. Um, yeah, I don't think everybody loves Raymond is on here, but that's too bad. That means not everybody loves Paramount Plus. So you said that the Paramount Plus logo came before without a paddle. No, just Paramount. Oh, just Paramount. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah the par- Paramount was uh, the behind the um, dog shit film without a paddle. Um, dog shit. Or horse shit. I don't know. What do you want to call it? What, what, what level of shit do you call without a paddle? I call it a classic. Yeah, I thought it was really, really bad. Um, well, I watched this movie kind of recently. So I didn't do this rewatch um, just because I've seen it recently and I watched it so much when I was younger. Like, oh, I, yeah. I can go through how this movie beat by beat. Mm. 
Okay. But upon the rewatch, why I didn't need to rewatch it again here, I realized that this movie does not hold up at all. No, it really doesn't. Um, there's no jokes. Uh, there's nothing funny in it at all. Um, <laughs> there's homophobia. There's uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds is in it, but he's under all this like beards and stuff like that. All the Burt Reynolds stuff is really kind of like boring. Uh, the whole movie is just kind of boring. There's misogyny as well. Yeah, I mean, it just it hasn't held up. It's like a garbage film, and <laughs> and at least you watch like American Pie and all these others, and at least it's like there's like all this like horniness going and even road trip there's so much horniness that it is almost like kind of fun to watch how horny it is and and like it how off the rails it is like like that like it's interesting uh seeing you know all that in this one it's like not horny in a special way <laughs> it's horny in like a like a a half measure sort of way what about when they're all spooning um, but that's it's all gay fear. That's what I hate about that scene. Is it's it's like this gay fear scene where they're afraid to cuddle with each other, even though um, they're close friends. The uh, the women that live in the forest. That's kind of horny. Not too horny though. In horny, I mean I'm in 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 American Pie and Road Trip. That scene would be so much hornier, don't you think? Well, American Pie, especially the whole premise of the movie, is horny. Yeah, I guess this is a weird quip to have, and it's not my main quip with the movie is that it's not horny enough. <laughs> we don't need to stay on this for too long. It's it sounds like the only problem you had with this movie was that it wasn't horny enough. Yeah, I just wanted to see uh boobs. Um but anyway, uh yeah, I didn't like it. And uh I I, I did watch this as a kid, and I remember not liking it as a kid either, because um I don't. It was overhyped for me. Everyone in I was like the last guy catching up with it in my class. It this was one of those movies that was like, for a moment, everybody had seen it. It was like so advertised. Yeah. And at the age I was when it came out, this was like a VHS blockbuster movie for everybody or DVD. I can't remember. But it was uh, a DVD hit. Probably. It was, yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I don't think any of us had seen it in the theater, but everyone was raving about it and blah, blah, blah. And I watched and I was like, guys, come on. There's so much better stuff. Um, I I think yeah. that um, what I will say about the movie is every time I hear the song at the beginning, like on the radio and stuff, I always think of this movie. Ooh la la. The uh, I wish yeah. that I knew what I know now. Ooh la la. By is that what it's called? By, by faces, yeah. Uh, ooh la la! I I hate that. I'm I used to like that song, but I cannot listen to that song anymore because I've heard it way too many times. I it's only Spotify. think of this movie when I hear this song. I think of uh, Rushmore, the Wes Anderson movie, when I hear that song. Is it in it? Yeah, it's the it's they play it in the credits. Weird that I didn't clock that. Uh, but uh, especially because last night I spent my time watching Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. Well, I mean, they are different movies. 
Same no, one. They're the same. They're the exact same movie. Same. Once you've seen one, you've seen them all. I, I yeah, I don't know. I I cer- certainly I, I'm uh, I hope I'm not coming off as a little uh, douchey where I say, oh, I I liked uh, I didn't like without a paddle when it came out. Um, I certainly liked a lot of bad movies growing up, so I, I don't want to be that that guy that's like, oh, I had great taste even when I was a kid. Um, because recently I watched two movies that I uh, um, really liked as a kid, which actually star uh, Matt Lillard. So that maybe makes it a trilogy. Uh, I watched Scooby Doo and Scooby Doo Two: Monsters Unleashed. <laughs> I saw Scooby Doo the first one in theaters. Or saw, in the drive-in. I saw both of them in the theaters, and I probably saw the first one maybe twice in a theater. I loved that movie. Um, Scooby Doo, uh, James Gunn. Yes, both of them. Um, I it was so huge for me that Scoo- I really liked Scooby Doo, and I and I loved Mr. Bean growing up. So it was huge for me that Rowan Atkinson was going to be in. It was like the Irishman. It was like that, or or like you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It was the first event cinema of my life. It's like Mr. Bean is going to be in Scooby Doo. I need to be there opening night. Maybe I'll see it three <laughs> times. So yeah, I watched those movies, and they're they suck. Um, they're very bad. Well, it seems like you don't like anything anymore. I like stuff. Well, let's talk about Stephen Brill here and uh, do a comparison of the other Stephen Brill movies in the Brillogy that we've watched. Oh, there's uh, a clear be- winner and a clear loser for me, and then a clear okay shrug for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to talk about too, like for the Brillogy, we're calling it the Brillogy now because this is it. We're we're not going to do any more Stephen. Why not? Brill. What if we get Stephen Brill on the pod? That's true. Well, then we'll. Uh, We'll, we'll go back and re-edit all the episodes to make it seem like we like these movies. Yeah. We'll call it Brillogy for like... Yeah. Well, a lot of movies say, oh, this is the trilogy, we're done, and then they come back for a fourth movie anyway. <laughs> that's that's true. The, um, yeah, I think with this movie, I think our ranking would probably be the same. Um, I have been known in my apartment now as being the guy that's watched Hubie Halloween a lot. You've you've watched it multiple times? I I guess. I get called out all the time in the apartment for watching it multiple times. <laughs> Is it because you watch it multiple are they calling you out because you you're again hoarding the living room to, to watch Hubie Halloween? Well, here's the thing. So I watched it the first time, right? Because for this podcast, that's, well, I was going to watch it anyways, but. Yeah. I we think that's it. why we podcasted it because we are both excited about it. Yeah. We're both huge Hubie heads. Yeah. Um, and Stephen Brill heads. We, we were easy. Them. We were easy marks for Hubie Halloween. Yeah. We were like target audience, key demographic, us. Um, so I watched it for that. And then I tried to get Colin to watch it. So I turned it on, but then he left the room. Okay. So I didn't watch it again. 
Um, I turned it off and I was like, well, I'm not going to watch it immediately alone, but I want Colin to see this. So then I convinced my other roommate uh, to watch it who hasn't done the podcast and he liked it. He, he thought it was good, but because they thought that I watched it after Colin left and I watched it with this roommate and they know I watched it before they assume I've watched it when they're not there as well. So they, they are saying that I've watched TV Halloween a ton of times when I think I've seen it twice. Okay. All right. I think I've seen it one and a half times. I watched it once by myself and I watched the second half by myself. Oh, you just started at the bottom half? I don't, I can't remember why. Uh, I think I wanted to know what the, because the ending is so batshit crazy to me that I wanted to watch it again. And then I kept like, I just started halfway through. Yeah. (laughs) And I like that shack scene a lot. It's really funny. Anyway, um, we're not talking about Hubie Halloween anymore. No. Maybe next year. I wish we were. For Hubie Halloween too. What so what's what's the official ranking here? Oh, well, for me number 3 uh at the bottom is uh without a paddle. Uh number 2 is Drillbit Taylor. That's the big shrug for me for me and you can go back and listen to that episode. I I didn't have much good to say about it and I didn't have much bad to say about it. What how many more laughs were in Drillbit Taylor than without a paddle? Three. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Three more. <laughs> yeah. I think I laughed a couple times during Drillbit Taylor. I I certainly have much more affection for Owen Wilson than I have for either of the three leads of Without a Paddle. Um, yeah, the three leads for Without a Paddle were three guys all looking to break out, and that wasn't the movie to do it. <laughs> no. I mean, weirdly, Dax Shepard is the one that's still the most relevant, but I think that's mostly because of his wife and I guess because of his podcast. Well, is he the most relevant, though? He definitely he has a very popular podcast, Cody. Well, yeah, I know that he has a popular podcast, but at the same time, Matthew Lillard, you know. What has he done lately? Taught Cody Crane. That's true. Uh, last thing I heard about him uh, was like he tweeted about Scoob when it came out (laughs) (laughs) that made headlines Matthew Lillard Lillard, Scoob Matthew Lillard gives gives Scoob his stamp of approval Um, Um, no he's in the show uh, Good Girls which I'm a big fan of that show oh yeah I watched the first episode of that well, you should keep watching it there, pal. No, no. Um, Why not? Uh, You're not a big show guy. No, I'm not a big show guy. You like movies. You I do like, like following characters. I like sequels a lot. I, I, I don't mind following characters. It's just with TV shows, there's just way too much content in my... Uh, Experience, but uh, there are some TV shows I like, and uh, and uh, what I, wh- what I've found I like now is I I love watching. I've been watching all the Star Trek shows, right? And because they're low stakes, they're not a cliffhanger at the end of fuck every fucking episode. Um. So I'm not, I you know, I'm not I'm not constantly reminded that I 
with with certain TV shows, I have to like fucking wonder if I care at the end of like a cliffhanger happens. I'm like, okay, you know, I don't know. I don't want to come off as a grump. I feel like I come off as a grump too much on this show. Well, because you're a fucking grump. But I'm not a grump. Here's the thing. I like so much shit. When we're talking about movies, I like most things. Yeah, we only just happen to talk about everything you don't like. I know. Why is that? <laughs> it sucks. I like most things. Look at my letterbox. Like I, I most of my most of my reviews are above three stars. Um I don't but know. nothing <laughs> nothing's above four. What do you talk most uh, I, I think I average out as at like four or is my average review on letterbox. Um yeah, I, I, I love I love seeing movies that I like. And here's the thing. I love Survivor. And I want to talk. I want a Survivor to be back on the air. But uh, yeah, I mean, here we are talking about without a paddle. We need. Yeah. Why don't we try? And, have we talked about a really good movie on the show? No. Hubie Halloween. Hubie Halloween. We talked. Yeah, Hubie Halloween. We both liked Boone the Bounty Hunter. I remember that. <laughs> we both love Drillbit Taylor. I liked, and I liked Red Eye. That was a good one. Yeah, we haven't talked about a great movie on this thing though, and that, that's kind of the point. Like we're we've uh, went from Survivor movies to Stephen Brill movies, mm-hmm. and we did a we did a uh, Busta Rhymes movie, and people people are concerned about us. You know, they're uh, they're concerned. Are we talking about without a paddle now? Let's get it. Let's get into the yeah, minutiae. Of... In, but we got a couple notes here. Um, I want to go over a couple things. So um, people uh, might be wondering, like Cody, you sound different. Well, it's because I'm in quarantine right now. Yeah. So I'm uh, in my room. I've been in my room for the last couple of days. I'm 14 days quarantine. Uh, apparently, I was in contact with someone. I don't have COVID, as I know yet, but stuck in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. So I have lots of time for things like without a paddle. I have lots of time for except, emails. Except, except you didn't. You didn't watch without a paddle. No. Are you disappointed? I know this movie so well. No, I'm not disappointed. I would not make. If you watch this movie within the last little while, I would not make you watch it again for this yeah. podcast. I, Especially I've if watched, you know it well. I own it. Yeah, I think I have like the DVD over there. I I remember Without a Paddle was a movie that I uh, I had a burnt copy of. Oh, my parents like bought me. So you were you were a, a a movie thief from very young. Uh, yeah, I was a huge. Well, my parents bought me a burnt copy of it from one of their friends like he started doing it and he even made like the cover art on the on the disc too mm-hmm. okay and the cool. cover art ended up being very similar to what it was on the real one. Oh, but it will well, maybe um, he was modeling it off after the real one but this is when it was in theaters Joel one thing I noticed is that uh, of the poster on Amazon Prime, at least, and on Letterbox, actually, is 
Seth, it's they're they're in like a triangle, and Seth Green is in the middle and stepping up front as if like he, it's he seems like he's the big hero, and then the two are behind him. Because he was the big I would, star. It, I it was I guess he's the biggest star at the time because of Austin Powers and it. Chapter it, I guess. I don't know. Was he famous for it? I don't know. I know him. But uh, I mean, but, and, uh, Family Guy at the time, right? Oh yeah, Family Guy, Robot Chicken. He he might be. He's probably bigger, doing better than uh, Dak Shepard. Yeah, I guess. He's still just doing to, like Robot Chicken and stuff too. Isn't I he? just I just feel like Dak Shepard is more of like in like name wise. All right, I'll say it. I don't like Dak Shepard. I don't either, but I promised my girlfriend I wouldn't talk too much shit about him because he likes him. Why does she like him? She listens to his podcast. I think that he has been given way too many chances by Hollywood. He's one of those, for sure. And he 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 doesn't really have a big hit. No. That's what yeah. I mean. Like he, he keeps getting like movies like, um, Chips, Chips. Yeah, Hit and Run. I think he directed that one too, but still without a paddle. He directed um, Chips and and uh, uh, Hit and Run. Right, Employee of the Month. Remember that one with Dane Cook. Dane Cook and Jessica Simpson, of course. I watched I mean, that movie. Jack Shepard just never. Especially, I mean, he definitely plays a lot of, like, unlikable characters, but he is just very unlikable to me. But he's also meant to be the cool guy. Like, in this movie, he's meant to be this cool guy, and it's like, he doesn't seem cool. He just seems like a an approximation of cool, like a movie studio saying, this is cool, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, another thing that bothered me about this movie is that the Seth Green character and the Dax Shepard character would never, ever be friends. Their friendship would never persist. Like, even when there are kids, they would stop being friends after age 12. Like, you're like, no way. Like, here's the thing with some movies, and I've heard other podcasts talk about this, is, like, it's frustrating to see these friend groups where, like, the archetypes are so completely different from each other. Cause it's like, no, you find the people like that you're, that you have similar interests towards like, like Seth green is like obsessed with like nerdy movies. He would find uh, uh, friends to nerd out about star Wars with, he would not find friends that made fun of him for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think the rest of them seemed believable together. Like even the dead one. The dead one we didn't know at all. We didn't get to know him. Well, we knew that he was like an adventurer, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you want to hear something cringy though? What? I wrote a play and produced it and starred in it in 2016. And it was a sequel to Without a Paddle. It was very similar to Without a Paddle. The plot of it, at least. Not the actual thing, but the, the plot of it is... A, f- a friend dies and like leaves behind like a map to of this adventure and the Did friends. Did you not realize there. that it was just without a battle? 
I, I mean, it wasn't just without a paddle. There was more to it. But me watching without a paddle today was like, ooh, that's cringy. I still, I mean, I mean, I, I think ultimately I'm proud that I made that play, but I would never put that play on again because I kind of who's the main bad guy in this it's the cop I know Ethan Supley is one of the uh, weed growers but who plays the cop because I feel like it should be either Don Johnson or Eric Roberts it's not it's it's not them Uh, it's dollar store versions of them but uh, I can find out that's definitely who it's supposed to be right yeah I, it's funny to think that um, uh, you couldn't get Eric Roberts. If Eric Roberts says no to your movie, you know something's wrong. <laughs> um, who plays the sheriff? Ooh, fuck. I remember the... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the Burt Reynolds cameo is very out of nowhere and at the time it wasn't advertised is that right or was it advertised no you're right it wasn't advertised i thought it the guy the sheriff's name is ray baker by the way and uh okay um i thought when the movie because i remembered one of the few things i remembered from when i watched this as a kid was burt reynolds and the hairy leg on the woman and i remembered for some reason the set the hairy leg on the woman, horny yeah. Joel. Yeah, of course. And uh, I remember, I think because it was the first time I ever heard TGIF, I remember um, Seth Green explaining what TGIF meant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what takeaways? Yeah, I know. So I remembered Burt Reynolds. So when they started, they were talking about this DB character and DB's gold. So the people who haven't watched it, they're looking for DB's gold. <laughs> right <laughs> and so there's a db i thought in my head i'm like oh okay burt reynolds plays db and no he's just some fucking hermit um wasn't I think, he on the plane with db is that right i'm pretty sure he he's involved in it like he was that's how he got there then i think that burt reynolds should be db and his i think that's uh, just a stronger choice if it was a nod to Deliverance, him being there too. No, 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 for sure. Uh, they even referenced De- Deliverance early on, um, which we means I mean, done Deliverance. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched that movie in a long time, and uh, boy, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do want to. I know it's good. I remember liking it, uh, but also I remember being disturbed. It's an actual um, investigation, D.B. Cooper. Is it? They closed the investigation after 45 years on in 2016. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at that on Wikipedia right now. How about that? Cool. Cool? Oh, um, cool. I love this movie now. Oh, cool. I'm going to start saying that more now. Cool. Oh, so there's, and also we could talk about without a paddle, nature's calling. Oh, I did watch that one. You watched the direct-to-video sequel or spinoff? It's a spinoff. It's not the same character. I watched it when it came out. Mm. I do want to say though, Joel, that like my, because you keep calling me out here for piracy. 
<laughs> okay. My hometown at the time didn't have a theater or anything. Hmm. So when this movie was not out yet, I wanted to watch movies that I couldn't go see. Right. And my town also just did not get movies. Like even the Walmart didn't get every movie. I remember I wanted to see uh, the Dukes of Hazard movie so badly oh, yeah. that I'm, and it wasn't in any of the stores. This is that's one of these movies. It, I put that in the, the, the thing with Without a Battle where it's like they just made these fucking movies and like, no, they're apparently comedies, but there's no jokes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do loop them in together. Uh, but I remember wanting to see or wanting to watch the Dukes of Hazard movie so badly. I didn't get it pirated that one. And then it finally came out on DVD and then it wasn't at my Walmart or anything. Like it wasn't anywhere in my hometown. So we had to, I made my mom travel an hour to go to Kingston and find it there just so I could buy this movie Mm. and finally watch it. But what I'm saying is that though, like (laughs) I didn't have access to a lot of these movies. So like, yeah, I had a pirated copy that I didn't pirate, but my parents bought it. Don't arrest them. I'm not mad. I, I'm not mad. I just give you a hard time. It's all good. But when it did come out, I bought the DVD. Does that make you feel good that I just threw away the pirated one and bought the DVD? Are we or talking about you, uh, Without like, a Paddle, uh, Nature's Calling, or, or the original? The original. Okay. What about uh, Without a Paddle, Nature's Calling? Oh, I streamed that online. Yeah, that, that came out when you were 17. <laughs> What nature's calling? Yeah. How do you know I was seventeen? Because it was in two thousand nine. I remember when it was coming out. Yeah, and I don't think. Jeez, was I that old when that movie came out? Two thousand nine. I'm sorry to inform you that you were way too old to enjoy without a paddle. Well, I did Nature's calling. Oh, you didn't didn't like it. it. Okay. But I remember, I, I told you about this the other day when we were talking about um, what to do for the podcast this week, mm-hmm. um, that these sequels just started coming out of like, it was like Van Wilder 3 and, and like Without a Paddle 2 and Road Trip 2 and like all of these sequels to the early 2000s movies just started rolling out because of the success of American Pie Bandcamp. Yes. Thought that you could just do these straight to DVD movies without the cast and that they would do well. And Mm -hmm. I I don't know, maybe they did okay for the people. Maybe they made their money back. I don't think they spent a lot of money on these. But I went through a phase where I was like, I wonder what it's like if you just watch all of these. So I did. And they were bad. Yeah. Well, I think Road Trip 2 did have DJ Qualls, if I remember. Yeah, it did. DJ Qualls came back for that? Yeah, Road Trip Beer Pong. Oh my god. So they missed it. <laughs> it's it's so DJ Qualls is is the Eugene Levy of the Road Trip uh direct video sequels. Yeah, and that was yeah, that was uh 2009 as well. It's funny that Jim's dad is is the is the constant through all of the uh 
American Pie sequels. I know, and he's the most famous. Yeah, and and he his his career certainly survived um, the potential humiliation of being in uh, uh, <laughs> American Pie colon the Naked Mile. <laughs> How many American Pies can you name? Uh, okay, American Pie. American Pie 2, American Wedding, American Pie Bandcamp, American Pie The Naked Mile, American Pie Beta House, American Reunion. I may be missing one. Uh, the Book of Love. The Book of Love. I think there might be another one, too. The Book of Love. How could I, I forget? I know there's a... I think they came out with one last year. <laughs> what? last year yeah that's like a female driven one oh fine oh yes american pie presents girls rules is that what it is yes are you looking at it now i'm looking at it right now i wonder if they show dick in the movie beta house book of love if they show- oh it is the, also the first film in the franchise not to feature eugene levy no i'm not surprised like he's <laughs> He's blown up now. He's kind of a uh, like having a surge in his career right now. He just won a fucking Emmy. So this one also was because I know Naked Mile was filmed in Toronto too. You you went and you you got your binoculars for the for the titular Naked Mile sh- sequence, did you? Yeah, it turned into uh, full Sandler looking at them. Want some soup? Oh, I got um, so yeah, the Book of Love came out in 2009, and then 11 years later, Girls Rules comes out. Okay, cool. I mean, I gotta watch this. Um, 30% by Rotten Tomatoes. That's more than I expected. It's more than without a paddle. Hello? Yeah. Um, I'm looking at it here. Um, after the success of Book of Love, it says David H. Steinberg was hired in 2010 to write the next movie um, to be female centric. And 11 years later, it happened. Yeah. 2017, they hired new writers. Those writers took three years. This was their uh, inception. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is their avatar too. <laughs> um, to see, they came out with this one. This the thing about this movie though is that it was kind of like almost already done in a way. Like blockers had already come out. Yeah, and you know, uh, Book Smart and Lady Bird. <laughs> Imagine you watch uh, American Pie presents Girls Rules. And it's more like Ladybird than it is like American Pie. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. I hope Jim's mom's in in uh, American Pie. Yeah, at the very least. You gotta have Jim's mom. I... Someone has to be related to Jim, and there has to be a, someone with the last name. Oh, uh, Danny Trejo's in it. And Girls Rules. I'm not surprised yeah, by that. Good, good time for him to join the franchise. I remember being having my eye out for the Book of Love. 
again, how could I forget? Because there was a YouTuber I liked called Brandon Hardesty, who used to, who looked so much like Brent Butt, and he used to do like recreations of like movie scenes on his YouTube page. Right. Um, and he like, I remember being a fan of him from that. And then he like started documenting his uh, like time on the set of the book of American Pie presents the book of love. And he was like bragging about it all. Every time he got a, like a, a film role, he like was like did like a behind the scenes thing for his YouTube channel. So I remember being um, interested in the book of love, but I don't think I ever saw it. Because I think I stopped liking Brandon Hardesty after a while because I think he stopped making as much uh, film recreation content while he was, you know, becoming a big Hollywood star. And also, I think I just realized that uh, um, recreating movie scenes uh, for your YouTube channel is kind of stupid and uh, hack. Uh, Well, I'll tell you this. Um, a couple things uh, for American Pie: The Book of Love, and we'll get back to without a paddle in a moment. Uh, Eugene, I pretty much have said everything I have to say about uh, without a paddle, but we can get back to it. Go on. Uh, not only is Eugene Levy in uh, Book of Love, but we also have Kevin Federline, Brett Michaels from Poison, mm. and. Uh, recently deceased dustin diamond wow saved by the bell mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is it? like so and bug hall who played alfalfa in uh the um little rascals and he also played a uh, wayne in the i'm pretty sure it was the, the direct video honey we shrunk ourselves is that direct video i think it was i don't think that was a theatrical release he played wayne Zelensky's son in that movie oh really mm-hmm. this was also sherman hemsley's last uh role oh wow George Jefferson himself yeah. died after filming American by the Book of Love. Well, Rosanna Arquette's in it as well. What the hell? Um, yeah, See Thomas Howell? This cast is stacked. Yeah. Um, they went all out for this one. I'm pretty sure the Shermanator's in this too, isn't he? I'm looking at this cast. What? The Shermanator? Like Sherman Hemsley? No, no, <laughs> that'd be great if uh, people started calling Sherman Hemsley the Shermanator. <laughs> Who's the Shermanator? From the first movie. Oh, I can't, I can't even. Yeah, it goes to show you how, how how much I give a shit about the American Pie movies. If I can't, even, don't even know who the Shermanator is. You, I thought you looked at a. Uh, 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 nice photo for a second because you started going humana 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 (laughs) (laughs) a naked photo of the shermanator (laughs) let me take a look at this yeah you know the oh that guy yeah he looks like seth green (laughs) kind of i guess humana 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 (laughs) um 
Oh yeah, he's the guy, and he has like sh- like Terminator like vision powers, right? Or like because it's all about getting laid, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. Joel. Doesn't he like see like a woman's like fuckability or something? <laughs> I don't think that's quite true. I think he's a nerd that thinks it's cool because he watched the Terminator. He thinks it's cool to call himself the Shermanator, but no one else is down with it. Right. I, for some reason, can picture a scene where he's looking at a woman or somebody and he's he sees, like, you know how the Terminator sees, like, Kyle, like, his, like, facial identifications, like Kyle Reese. Or, you know, he looks like, sees Stifler's mom and sees she's a MILF or some shit like that. I don't know. It could be in the second one. <laughs> right. So, um... Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves is was directed video, so I was right about that. And also, just to wrap it around to our Halloween Resurrection episode, when we talked to Chris Locke about the cinematographer Dean Cundy, Dean Cundy's directorial debut is Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Wow. So there you go. Dean Cundy's Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Honey? What do you think, do you think yeah. Chris Locke would say about without a paddle he wouldn't like it i don't i i doubt he would like it you think he'd be rolling over in his grave right now if he thought yeah he'd be he'd be rolling over in his grave to hear us talking about him right now um adjacently with without a paddle (laughs) um yeah i mean I, i think like if any of our listeners haven't seen it because we haven't really described what the movie's about. I, I kind of did. They're looking for DB's gold. Right. It's based off of Joel's script from 2016. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a certified dog shit film. I give it... Uh, I'm in between giving it half a star and one star. I don't know if I hate it enough to give it half a star, which is my lowest grade possible. But uh, well, you uh, gotta you gotta love Matthew Lillard. Yeah, the 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 actors are trying, and maybe that's why I wouldn't give it the half a star. Mm-hmm. Recently, I watched uh, Alien versus Predator: Requiem, um, which you know enough people have shit on, so I don't need to. But the reason I gave it the half a star certified dog shit film rating was because the main actor in it killed his landlord. And uh, I had no affection for him at all. So I wasn't, I was fine giving that movie half a star because I hated the movie. And I also hate the guy for killing his landlord and he died right after he fell or something. Do you know that story? No. So the guy killed his landlord and then tried to escape off her roof and then fell off the roof and died. Yeah. He was on Sons of Anarchy, your favorite show. Oh, really? Yeah. Who's he play on Sons of Anarchy? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember his name. Is he a regular? He was. A, he must have only been on the first one or two seasons. Because um, he went to jail? He went to jail and died. He died um, because he, he fell off the roof when he was escaping. After and he's the lead of 
pretty yeah. much the uh, alien versus predator requiem uh one of its biggest problems is that it doesn't really have a um a main character but this kid is basically the character johnny lewis he played kip Halfsack epps in the first two seasons of the fx series sons of anarchy oh he's the prospect i'm watching those seasons right now i'm on the second because uh, i'm doing a rewatch of them uh past guest of the show damien has never seen them so hmm. we're rewatching them right now well so, that guy killed his landlord killed his landlord and then died in prison no he died when he was escaping his landlord's house fell off her roof oh after killing him yeah after killing her her oh jesus Oh Jesus! No, I'm a sexist pig. It's a shitty story. It's a horrible story, and I'm I'm glad I'm I'm not glad to have told it on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you told me though. I needed to know. Yeah, you did. You yeah. It's good to have that sort of because I remember the first I time I watched. I something to talk about Damien or talk to Damien about uh, tonight, and I didn't want us to just sit in silence. <laughs> So Damien, just so you know, don't get any ideas. I don't know who Damien gives his rent to. Um, <laughs> if you were his landlord, maybe keep it on the down low. There's so many times where we're just awkwardly sitting in silence and don't have any stories for each other. <laughs> um, yeah. I, um, well, be, be careful saying that because I don't want to, uh, like... Damien to want to kill you and then take off, you know. I'm not his landlord. I know, but it's still, you may be you're his roommate, landlord. I mean, it's a step down, but it's still kind of a thing. Hmm. Just be careful. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I, I appreciate you and your concern. And I don't think that D- Damien has that in him, but just in case. So... To go back to this movie, mm-hmm. there's a lot Which of people movie? without a paddle. Honey, we shrunk ourselves? No, without a paddle. We got Seth Green, Dax Shepard, Matthew Lillard. There are three leads. We also have Ethan Sipley. We have uh, Burt Reynolds. Um, we have who should have been Eric Roberts. Rachel uh, Blanchard's in it. Who? Rachel Blanchard. She's one of the girls. So who uh, who in this movie you got to give one of them an MVP? Who are you giving it to? Well, I think that Dak Shepard comes across smarmy. Um, Seth Green is annoying. Matthew Lillard, I feel like even though I do get annoyed with his character, he kind of. Gives it enough heart that's not maybe not there on the page to kind of root for him, but not that much. Because, uh, like I said, I don't like this movie, so I can't give it too, too much compliment. But I think that Matthew Lillard is probably the MVP, your former teacher. So how did you feel having watched that movie so many times growing up, having pirated it and then eventually buying it on DVD and then watching this, the direct-to-video sequel? You got to you get to school and Matthew Lillard's your teacher. What do you say to him? Well, I'm uh, I was a big fan of Matthew Lillard for a lot of reasons. 
Um, and I, I gotta be honest, Without a Paddle was definitely a big one because it was such a, that was a movie where I watched it because of Matthew Lillard, mm. but he's been a big thing in my life because of, uh, Scream was a big thing. SLC Punk. Uh, SLC Punk and Scream are both two of my favorite movies. I love Scream uh, too. Scream, Scream's one of my favorites too. Mm-hmm. And, uh. I got the Funko Pop above me of Ghostface. And then Without a Paddle was like a big comedy for me at the time. That was 2004. I was 12 years old. That's about when that movie will hit you hard. Um, And uh, I think, uh, what else? We got Scooby-Doo as well. That I was at the perfect age for that movie to come out and enjoy it. So yeah, I mean, like he was such a recognizable person to me. So when I did uh, have that, um, I would be lying if I said that without a paddle wasn't on my mind the most. Just because I think that's the funniest one to like think about and bring up. Did you bring it up with him? No. But I often joked that I would bring a paddle to him as a gift. <laughs> now you're not without a paddle, Matt. Um, but were you on a first-name basis with him? Was it that sort of class? Um, no. I, I, no. Okay. That doesn't seem comfortable. Like, it, like was it like a, a – was it an acting class or was it a lecture? It was an acting class, yeah. So how many people were in the class? Um, so this was like a, uh, it's like a post-grad thing. So um, the classes aren't that big. Yeah. Uh, so it was, I think, 12 or 16 people. Cool. So it's, pre- it's pretty intimate. And you go over scenes and stuff and yeah. it helps you out. But uh, yeah. And then like he would come in through like courses throughout too and do like talks or whatever but that was the main thing he seems like a nice enough guy yeah yeah it's really cool like i missed him um he was gone for uh quite a bit at the start for me because he was filming the descendants right um and it was the same with my other my other teacher was gone because he was the caveman from Night at the Museum. So he took off for a while to film that. Wow. Well, at least it's, it's Matthew Lillard, but at least he's leaving to go film an Alexander Payne movie. <laughs> yeah. And not like, you know, going to be... A, wow, it looks like... Uh, um, Matthew Lillard is the voice of Shaggy in a lot of these, like, direct-to-video um, Scooby-Doo yeah, movies. he kept doing it. Yeah. I was going to bring that up earlier when you were talking about his love for Scoob. Yes, his his, his down-and-out love for Scoob. <laughs> Will Forte's in Scoob. Oh, Will Forte's Shaggy. Yeah, Will Forte is Shaggy. Yes. And Mark Wahlberg's in it. What the fuck is going on here? Zach Efron? Amanda Seyfried? Tracy Morgan's in it? Tracy Morgan's Captain Caveman? Tracy Morgan is Scoob? Simon Cowell is Simon Cowell? What the? I gotta see Scoob. 
I think Scoob probably sucks. Um, from what I've heard <laughs> of it, it doesn't have a mystery in it. Here you go, hating on more movies. I know. I I love to hate on movies. Um, At least you said you like Scream. I love Scream. Hey, if we want to talk about movies I love, we can talk about it. I can tell you all the movies I love. And you talked about liking Star Trek, too. I love Star Trek. I love Scream. I love Scream 2 almost even more than I love the original Scream. Do you Um, like original Star Trek? Yeah, I do. I quite like it. I I, I finished that at the beginning of 2020. And then I started watching Deep Space Nine. And then I started wanting to... uh, go back and watch next generation so i i, I paused my deep space nine i uh, rewatched and, and started watching tng i might have a little surprise for you then joel or are you gonna show me a quark <laughs> i'm gonna show you my quark <laughs> <laughs> what you have a you have a spock funko pop no <laughs> i'm not gonna show you a funko pop although i do have a mr bean one i was like oh maybe i'll just give that to you joel It'll be my first Funko Pop. You got to start collecting, brother. Well, I mean, if you can see above me here, I have up there, I have my Jar Jar Binks. Um, Jar Jar Binks piggy bank up there. And I have a baby Yoda. And Were you uh, a big Jar Jar Binks guy when you were young? Oh, my God. It was like the biggest Jar Jar Binks kids. I was, I was obsessed with Jar Jar Binks. So I... I- my favorite color was orange because of Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> no. I felt a kinship to Jar Jar Binks because his name started with J and so did mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I I was a big Jar Jar Binks kid too. And uh, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I had a huge... Nor am I. I had a huge cardboard standee of Jar Jar Binks in the corner of my room, like I a would life have, size. Standee. I would have loved that. I had a Jar Jar Binks chair that I that I I wore out because it was the only chair I would sit in. Like an inflatable chair. I think it was a, a plush chair. Like it was like oh, okay felt. Yeah. Jar Jar. I mean, everyone hates on Jar Jar Binks, but like you were a kid at the time. He was popular. He was like Mr. Bean. He, he was the Mr. Bean for kids in the 2000s or really? the 90s. Yeah. I think, uh, but yeah, I had like, uh, it was pro- it was a Pepsi standee and I was given it just this giant. Jersey. I would, I, uh, I would have like maybe killed you for that as a kid. <laughs> Do you think we would have been good friends as kids? Probably. I mean, I feel like our, our tastes would have lined up. Yeah, we would have, would have talked about how much we love Jar Jar Binks. We would have uh, watched Without a Paddle. Yeah, we would have. Scoobies. We, could, we would watch the Scoobies. Um, I, yeah. yeah, we would have watched all the Scoobs. But, um, I used to, uh, and you'll probably relate to this, we used to have a, um, like a rewinding tape machine rwanda go on sorry you know the machines that you put the tape in there and it will rewind your vhs yeah yeah i remember those so on weekends also vcrs did that though yeah vcrs did it but on weekends i would put my vcr 
still hooked up on the ground beside me and I would have the tape rewinder and I would collect up all of the VHS tapes in the house and I would rewind all of them. And I would spend a day doing that. Just days. That's cool. And I would do it multiple weekends because we would go to yard sales and I'd buy more VHSs and I'd have stacks to rewind. Do you remember the first VHS you bought? Uh, first VHS? No. I remember specifically the day that my mom bought a DVD player and the first DVDs I got. Mm. Um, but as far as VHS, like I had all of those like Disney ones. Right. But do you remember... Like, I remember, like, finding change. And, like, I think I probably kept it in that Jar Jar Binks piggy bank up there. I remember, like, scrounging for change and, like, saving up to buy the burbs on VHS. (laughs) I did have the burbs on VHS, too. I still have the burbs. I still have that, that VHS that I bought when I was a kid. Where is that? Oh, there it is. Um, yeah, that's that's a, a special item to me because it was the first first thing I bought with my own. Probably the first thing I bought with my own money. Oh, with your own money too. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I mean, I because I like so, found the change and I saved it up for a while. I bought so many yard sale VHS tapes. Right. Um, I remember that. But and the only VHS tape I still have is the Big Lebowski. Because I have every, I have like six different copies of the Big Lebowski on DVD, Blu-rays, everything. Mm. Um, But the DVD, I remember my mom bought a DVD player and uh, came home and was like, hey, I bought a DVD player and I bought you these two movies for it. So our first two movies for it were Rush Hour 2 and Dude, Where's My Car? Sounds about right. We we uh, are Dude Where's My Car just to just to rewind a bit. Dude Where's My Car should in in theory fit in with Without a Paddle and Dukes of Hazard and all those dog shit films. But Dude Where's My Car is a notch above those movies because it 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 actually is funny. It's kind of getting away with a humor that you you don't expect from it. Yeah, it's it's it holds up. I think I'm so too. Go ahead and say, "Dude, where's my car?" Holds up. Funny movie. Funny movie. Um, but anyway, I wonder um, if it's on Disney Plus now. Yeah, Star. On Star. Sorry, I, my apologies, everyone. But I'm, yeah. I'm pretty excited about this Disney. My Plus. apologies. Yeah, I like Star. I've watched a couple on Star so far. I've watched Predators. Nice. I don't love that, but yeah, it's it's fine. You don't like uh, Predators? Uh, no, I don't. I uh, um, I wish I did, but I don't. I love the experience of watching that movie, and because um, I don't know if you remember the trailers at the time, like you had no idea who the main character actually was. Right. And when you're watching it, you see all of these stars. Like it's a pretty insane cast like it's like I, adrian adrian brody uh topher grace topher grace lawrence Walt, fishborn walton goggins mahershala ali yes yeah um, it's a good movie i will Fredo. say it's a good movie i can't like but i i 
for some reason, just the sensibility of it, I, I'm not the biggest fan of that movie. I'm more inclined. I like Predator Two more, and I like the first AVP more. Um, Whoa. I I, and and when I think about Predators, I can't help but kind of wish that. Uh, because do you know the story? I mean, Lawrence Fishburne is giving a really good performance in Predators. I feel like the movie would have been a bit more focused if they had that premise. But and originally it was written for it to be Dutch in the Lawrence Fishburne role. So it would have been Arnold Schwarzenegger reprising his role from the first one. That would have been amazing. Yeah, that would have been fucking amazing. And I can't I can't like I can't help but like think, oh, how much better that movie would have been. Yeah. Um, yeah, as is, it was, uh, it was good. It's obviously like, I prefer the first predator. I love the first predator. I'm more of a predator guy than an aliens guy. I'm more of an alien guy. Yeah. I, I, I assume that I, I, I watched all the alien movies over the past few months with Mimi. Oh, what, no. are, what are you showing me? Dude, where's my car? On, on Star? Plus. Yeah. Great. Um, uh, yeah. I, I, and I quite, I quite like the Alien movies, all of them. I pretty much like all of them except for Alien Covenant and Alien 3. And even so, those movies have good moments in them. So, you know. Right. And uh, I straight up do not like the Shane Black Predator, unfortunately. And I don't... Is that the new one? Yeah. I have not seen it. You should watch it. I know a lot of people liked it, and I feel like you would be the mark for it, to be honest. I, f- I might be. Might I'm a like big it. predator guy. I'm a big yeah, predator. You might guy. like it. You might like it. I like it's... Alien. I don't like all the aliens. You know what? Like, I think like the like Prometheus and the uh, the sequel there, Alien. What's it called? Uh, alien Covenant. Yeah, those ones ruined it for me. They didn't ruin it for me. I don't mind uh, Prometheus. I do not like Alien Covenant. I think it's the worst uh, um, alien movie other than AVP Requiem. Um, Prometheus was the first movie that I went into theaters for and fell asleep for the entire movie. I fell asleep during the trailers and woke up during the end credits. So that's... (laughs) If you fell asleep during the trailers, it's not the movie's fault. It's the trailer's fault. No, but I I watched the movie later because I bought it because I was excited, but I couldn't justify buying a ticket for the movie theater again because I was like, I supported this movie, but I missed the whole thing. Prometheus is famously a loud movie, too. Yeah, but loud noises don't bother me. They actually make me more tired. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like Prometheus. There's there there's a lot of dumb shit in it, but I, uh, I there's more there's scary stuff. What's that? I just found it so boring. I implore you to watch it again because it's not as boring as I remembered it either. It I is. own it. I do have it here too. Yeah. Because you think I'm a big piracy guy, but I got a big collection of movies. So do I, man. Take a look. Well, I know you do, but you, I'm not on you about piracy um because i don't do piracy i've done piracy a bit over the last year when i can't find something i fucking knew it (laughs) well i don't have apple tv plus and i wanted to watch that documentary 
Which one? Boys State. I know. I suck. That one could have used you. It probably could have. Um, I, what did I want to talk about? You were talking about uh, Prometheus. Whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. We've gone so far off trail. How long have we been recording? We should wrap this up. Yeah, maybe. I guess we could wrap it up. Um, Sometimes, like, the people need to know, though, um, and I've mentioned this before, but, like, this is um, our big, like, get-together, too. Like, we don't get to... Joel doesn't talk to me outside of this podcast, so when I have a chance to have him on the line, it goes long sometimes. And hey, I'm the talk. one that fights for longer episodes. You're always the one wrapping me up. Come on. Well, yeah, because I, I care about the listeners too, but sometimes you distract me with conversations about alien and predator. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's your mark. I watched, what did I watch on star? That's what I wanted to bring up. Cause you brought up how you were watching the predators. I watched broken arrow. Oh yeah. Speaking of Scream Two, and I watched for the people who don't know, Scream Two steals the Broken Arrow score, and uh, plays it um, every time Dewey's on screen. And honestly, I think that 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 score, the song that that uh, Scream Two rips off from Broken Arrow, kind of fits more on Scream Two. Um, though I did like Broken Arrow ultimately, and we also watched. The Transporter. Oh, like the first one? Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? What's funny? I always preferred, when I was young, The Transporter 2. I think that I do as well, and I forgot that, and I squeezed them together, and I was waiting for my favorite scene in The Transporter, and I think it's in The Transporter 2. Right. Um, so I do want to watch The Transporter 2 eventually. But the transporter is good enough. There's just a lot of dumb Luke Besson shit in it. Yeah. Um, but I, I I'm looking forward to watching the transporter too. Uh, by the way, you were obsessed with Matthew Lillard as a kid. I was obsessed with Jason Statham. Really, I watched Crank recently. So unimpressed. Yeah, I haven't. I have not uh, watched that in a while. I love I, those those two movies. I liked it in theaters. I watched both of them in theaters. I watched Crank twice in theaters, I think. That's how much I liked it. It was one of the first R-rated movies I saw in a theater. It, uh, um, if that makes sense. I don't know what time that, what you're like. Watching it now, it's so mean-spirited. Yeah. It's so mean-spirited. It's racist. Yes, I remember the racism. The Al-Qaeda um, thing, right? And just well, yeah, there's that and then there's also um, like some weird stuff in the black bar uh, as well okay um like it yeah it i don't know watching it now it just felt so uncomfortable to me because it seems it's taking it so lightly and being tongue-in-cheek about stuff that's just so mean right i think i certainly hate all the movies that it influenced but when it came out, I was 13 or 12 or 13, and I just, I thought it was the coolest shit I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah. When when Turn Me Loose, Turn Me Loose by Loverboy is playing when he cuts the guy's head off, 
that fucking rules. Or <laughs> think, as I remember it, it, it does. I watched Crank 1, I watched Crank 2, and I watched Gamer. I went through this guy's whole... Oh, I remember loving Gamer, too. I thought Gamer yeah, rules. I didn't enjoy any of these. And I don't know why I watched all of them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... I like I was doing stuff while I was watching too because like I with the first when I watched the first crank I was like oh yeah I remember liking this movie a lot. Well now you got to watch Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance too because they they directed that one too. Oh did they? Mm-hmm. I've never seen that one. I watched the first Ghost Rider and I heard the second one was worse and I was like how Well the second one has Idris Elba in it if I remember correctly. Wow. So, maybe it's good. Because he's only in good movies like Prometheus. (laughs) Boring. Boring. All right. So, basically, uh, if you're still listening to us, which you might not be at this point. I think people will get... I think people listen. (laughs) Just in general. Um, Next week, we got a big episode planned. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll be talking about Game Changers with Tom Henry. Exactly. And then for uh, the next couple weeks after that, we got a new format that we're going to test out that we've uh, been working on. Um, Joel has decided to talk to me outside of the podcast. Yeah, we're we're working to make this podcast more consistent and more focused. Yeah, and Joel said he's going to be nicer to me, so we look forward to that. And we're not going to talk about Temptation Island ever again because people were uncomfortable by how triggered I got when we talked about it last week. <laughs> Who was uncomfortable? A couple people told me that. Um, Who? Well, Mimi for one, because she knows what I'm like, but also um, my friend. Yeah, it was just Mimi. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, th- we won't talk about Temptation Island, but now that you brought it up, I'm thinking about, I just caught up and I've watched the first three episodes now. Good. Good for you. I don't want to talk about it. it well, you, mad. you brought it up. I know. Um, okay. So yeah, we're going to try and do a, uh, a, a draft format. We'll explain that more when it comes up and then we're going to do some commentaries. Uh, well, that's Joel's idea, but we'll, the, the draft format will uh, take up a lot of weeks. So hopefully you like it. We're going to work hard on uh, making that cool for everyone. Uh, bring on some sweet guests for it. and uh, Yeah, and we'll probably do it every other week consistently. Yeah, we're going to take more time to uh, make sure that the episodes are really good. We won't watch without a paddle anymore. The Brilogy is over. The Brilogy is over. Unless we want to do a Little Nicky ep. Uh, did he do Little Nicky? Yep. Little Nicky is bad, mm-hmm. but it has some really funny jokes in it. He also did Heavyweights, a Ben Stiller he- movie, which I will eventually talk about on my Ben Stiller podcast. Heavyweights is also good. I mean, these are great movies. Steven... You know what? I'm back on the Brill train. I don't know. He had a misstep with without a paddle, but he's fucking firing on all cylinders. I remember Mr. Deeds being all right. Mr. Deeds. He did Mr. Deeds, too. Yeah. Mr. Deeds is another one where it's got 
a lot of downtime, but some of the jokes hit so hard in that movie. Mm. It's got, I think I often say like, it's not Adam Sandler's best in any way. And it's not his most consistently funny, but it's got some of the best jokes in an Adam Sandler movie, I think. Like when he has the frostbitten foot? Uh, no. <laughs> That's not that enjoyable of a... Oh, are you talking about when he makes his Hallmark cards? Um, that is pretty good when, not his Hallmark cards specifically, but when he's reading off the first one in the start of the movie. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the guy, and then he gets distracted because they're telling him about his uh, dead family relative and his, and then the cop in the audience goes, uh, hey, Deeds, come on, I got to get back on duty. And he's like, all right, I'll get back to it. And then he starts talking again to the people about his dead relative. Then he goes, wait a minute, you're not a cop. And then the guy's like, yeah, but it's always fun to pretend. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a that that does remind me of just like the dumbest, like funniest Adam Sandler jokes, like one off jokes in movies. Like, yeah, that that's a, that's a good Sandler movie joke. <laughs> there's, there's kind of like it because well, I mean, I think the best work Rob Schneider has ever done, other than the Jean Claude Van Damme movie Knockoff, um, is his work in in The Water Boy when he yells, "You can do it." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. I do love that. And it also reminds me of uh uh Joe Flat Joe Flaherty in uh in <laughs> Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, you jackass. <laughs> yeah, that's good too. Sandler, he's got some hits, man. Mm-hmm. They can all be Hubie Halloweens, but some of them are. Hubie Halloween is full of that stuff. And the good thing about Hubie Halloween, too, which I think he leaned too far into in some of his movies, there's not as many sex jokes. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that that went down the wrong path, especially with Rob Schneider around. Rob Schneider, I think, is a horny, shitty, bad influence on them all. <laughs> yeah, I uh, agree. I don't like that without a paddle isn't horny enough, but I like that there's no horniness in Hubie Halloween. And I think because Stephen Brill. Well, there's, there is horniness on, uh, <laughs> on her t-shirts on June Squibb's t-shirts. That is funny though. They do. They <laughs> lean into that. Um, it's not going to eat itself, but uh, uh, because it's mostly a, it's basically a sexless movie, but without the paddle isn't sexless, but it's not horny enough. It's not sexy and horny enough. I don't know. You, I don't know, know why I'm starting and ending on that thought. No, I, I know what you mean though. Like now that we're, now that we're there and we're wrapping it up, I get what you mean finally with it not being horny. It's because it's from the era of raunchy comedies. And this was a PG one that just doesn't quite go anywhere. It yeah, doesn't it doesn't go the, far enough. Yeah, it doesn't have the balls to take it too far, and it just becomes kind of nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I I get what you mean. It's from the era where it should have gone farther. Did they do one of those unrated cuts? No, with this movie because I know they did that with uh, Dukes of Hazard, and I remember watching the unrated cut when we were all twelve in my cousin's basement, 
for his birthday party. There was nudity there's, in the there's nudity. There's yeah. nudity in the sorority house, and we went fucking nuts. We it was the it was a triumphant moment for us all. Humana, humana, humana. <laughs> and we rewatched the scene over and over again. <laughs> yeah, it was horny. I I remember that. I think there were if there is an unrated version of without a paddle i've seen it but it might just add more like swear words if there is one yeah but i i don't i don't think there is well there you go um thank you everyone for listening and please remember to rate review subscribe thank you to um everybody who's helped out with this podcast um you know your friend who did the logo Nick Uh, Epperton, yeah. Nick. He's probably listening right now. Thanks for the artwork, Nick. Um, And uh, I I hope I didn't talk shit about anything you like. Um, You probably did. Hey. Without a paddle. Without a paddle and the predators. Um, (laughs) But there's a lot of things that I like, and one of those things is Survivor. (laughs) Unfortunately, one of those things is not Survivor Game Changers. So next week you might hear me being negative again. <laughs> Here we go. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is the big battle, though. You know, you got a fresh, you got a fresh Tom Henry. This is the last we'll talk about Game Changers. Well, maybe it'll come up in our list, but this is one of the big seasons for me. I like Game Changers a lot. I'm a big Game Changers guy. You are very anti Game Changers. Tom Henry very is very low. Game changers right now. It's gonna come to head. Bill Joel and I yell at each other. That's what everyone is wondering. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Check us out on Paramount Plus. Um all right. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening. <laughs>